Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sunranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Coffee blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the love of old Lucy Lucho's golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Sunranto! Nice, dude. I tried to lip sync you while you yeah, were doing it, and you're kind of like the John Vincent of this show like you can just hold that note forever your lungs sound strong as ever sounded good tonight michael that hey you know what that's what you get when the cubs win a series against the fucking devil birds i love <laughs> it like you know it was ugly how they won but they won so hey, I, I don't happy. no matter how you beat the cardinals winning against the cardinals is a good thing so the Sunranto Show is brought to you by our 113 Patreon supporters. Uh, we have a new Patreon supporter to welcome whose name, and I don't know if it's a joke or if it's their real name, uh, it's Jim Henry. And, I, and, and you know, it makes me think of Jim Hendry. Uh, right, but, yeah. But it doesn't mean that there's, there probably are people named Jim Henry. Good chance they listen, listen to the show. But I just think it's funny that their name is kind of like Jim Hendry. If it's it, a... Unless that totally makes me. Joke. That makes me think of uh, the movie Office Space, when the dude's name is Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, why don't you just change your name? He's like, why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, as always, chance for a chance. Hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win a postcard of Frank Chance sent to you by me in the mail. And um, today on the show, we're going to, well, we're going to talk about the Pirate Series. We didn't really talk about that this week. Uh, and we're going to talk about, uh, of course, the Cardinals Series that we just won. Uh, and uh, we're going to have Dennis on the show. Dennis, the Cardinals fan, he's going to be by in a second. And we're also, uh, we're going to take care of a little house cleaning for about Cubs things. And then hopefully Billy DeVore will be back from picking up his wife from the airport in order to tell us about the Reds. 
that is the plan. So, but let's start with uh, this Pirates series. Now, we lost three of four. I was at one of the games. I was in a suite, which was nice. That's I got, sweet. That's sweet. I got free porchetta. I snuck in booze, so I just got, like, free seltzer waters and made my own vodka sodas all night. Had a good time with my cousin. Uh, but let me tell you, eyeball test, Cubs versus Pirates, that Pirates team, those young players, they look good, man. And you got that they guy. Really o- do. O'Neal Cruz came up. He was playing shortstop. He looked awesome. So smooth. Great arm. Um, yeah, they Cubs look overmatched by an uh, up-and-coming Pirates team. Uh, you got that guy, uh, Sawinski. And he's from Chicago, by the way. I looked him up. He's a rookie. He's got tons of home runs. Then you got um, Madrid and Bly, who I never heard of, that were kicking our butts. So the tables have turned. The Pirates oh, yeah. are they, no- they They yeah. seem to be on an upswing, but we can always sort of plan on the Pirates not building from that. Like, they're going to get good almost ready to you know steal a division and then they won't and they'll go wild card and they won't do anything to make the team any better well that's the only thing we have to like hope for at this moment especially now that what 14 teams are getting in so oh god it, so oh now yeah they're, they're now like, there's not even playoffs yeah so they're just going to take their chances with that and then and then not even uh and just like oh well we made the playoffs for three years and just take a bite out of the apple all these dudes that i just mentioned all have to completely overperform because they're never going to add a big name pitcher. They they need to develop it. And I don't even know who they have through their system. But uh, the only thing I I want to say about this series is that it really sucked to get our butts completely kicked in this one. Oh, yeah. you know, and and that was that's what really bothered me. It's because it wasn't just that the Pirates played as tough and they've got young, fun players that. Uh, our actual top prospects and we're going the other way with like a bunch of like 31 year old dudes that like maybe don't even belong in the major leagues and, and maybe have a couple of young prospects like a morale sprinkled in some of the young pitchers that we saw, you know, like Keegan Thompson pitched well, for example, but you know, the fact is to get your butt kicked by the pirates is a totally different story than just being competitively and there was only one competitive game, and we kicked their butts. But it was the, off that Eikhoff guy who hadn't pitched since nineteen eighty three. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the only one. That was game sixty nine on the season, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> and they and they went yeah, they went off on those guys. But even toward the end, didn't the Pirates score four in the ninth inning? Or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, the final was fourteen to five, and it was because the defense was terrible. And that's the thing about the Cubs they they booted these games away, left and right. They they had one error in the first game, two errors in the second game, three errors in the third game, and four errors in the fourth game. So you end up losing that heartbreaker eight seven with the clown ball at the end, and it's because of the errors. Four errors. You're not going to win <laughs> any games. It's- It's also because Willie Harris doesn't understand when you're supposed to run from third to home. Like, he has absolutely no fucking clue of when this is actually supposed to happen. He just, he's just standing there just like telling everybody to go no matter what. Well, he had one hold up in the, that was, that was a good one. I think it was, was it Contreras that, 
Which, I mean, I'm surprised Contreras even obeys Willie Harris or even looks at him at all. You know? He was probably just really surprised and it took him out of his game. Like, holy shit, Willie Harris stop is stopping time. me. It's got to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the the errors were terrible. VR had three of them alone in this series. And then that was it for Jonathan VR. And I do want to bring that up like just because we never saw him again after this Pirate series. And uh, we're going to do transactions later about all the stuff that's going on with the team. But uh, he, he's tied with over 100 less innings for eight errors on the team with Peewiz. He's Jonathan was tied with him. Is is he wasn't even and he wasn't batting well enough. He only batted two twenty or something like that. He had an OBP over three hundred, uh, under three hundred. He showed no power. He was absolutely just a terrible pickup for the Cubs. And I don't know why. I mean, he was like between him and Andrelton Simmons, they were the answer to Correa and the shortstop problem. When in reality, uh, they didn't have a shortstop problem because Nico Horner has proven to be. And I think we got to eat our words on this show. He's turned out to be a pretty good shortstop. He'd be an even better second baseman. Well, yeah, that's but, that's my thing. But he's a good shortstop, though. You got. I, I don't have to eat words at all. I fucking said he's going to be fine at shortstop. Fine. He's fine. That's what he is. He's fine. He's maybe a little bit better than we thought he would be, but he's still just fine. He's one if of the he's best. Sec- Look at but this. if he's a second base, he's fucking great yeah he, he might win the gold glove at second base he probably won't win it at short but uh nico this is from brendan miller from chuggo he says nico horner has the highest shortstop outs above average or oh in mlb okay read, so that's and then he said it surprising. again he's like he's the most valuable defensive shortstop at mlb and a year ago, everybody like us were like, hey, he's not that good. His arm isn't bad. He can't stay on the field. He's hurt all the time. He's been better than we thought, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And and I'm honestly surprised to see this stat. I would like to see how it was how it's put together, what the numbers are and stuff. I'll have to look into that and see if it feel like, you know, because he's definitely been good. But I feel like when Andrelton Simmons is over there, it looks better. So, you know, this might just be one of those things where, I, you know, my eyes are not telling me what is actually happening out there. But it could also be one of those things where they're not counting the balls that he doesn't go after or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I want to see the numbers. The numbers. Darwin Barney won a gold glove. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know. So it's like, yes, every ball that he got, he got the out on. That's fine. Maybe that's the out above average. I don't know. Yeah. But range factor, zone ratio. Yeah. I'm interested if anybody has anything on this in the chat. uh, Yeah. And and I will, I will be the first to say, sorry, I'm wrong. I watching him play. I definitely, he's, he's better than I thought he would be. He's also a lot bigger like a lot bigger and stronger this season than he was. Yeah. Right. And, you know, maybe that's part of it, but I still think Andrelton Simmons looks better over there. Like it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing it right. I guess. 
Well, Bill Suggis writes in, a fine shortstop does not win division titles. And I agree. Uh, he he is a just a fine shortstop. Um, the only other thing that I want to point out is uh, Caleb Killian sucked in the first game and he walked five and got him sent down to Iowa. That was a little disappointing. I was hoping he would come up and just be the savior that we all needed, but that didn't happen. Um, and Contreras was O for the entire series, so we got a little preview of what this team looks like without Wilson Gutierrez on <laughs> offense. And let me tell you, it is not good. Yeah, that's yeah, that was ugly. But yeah, the Caleb Killian thing is frustrating. Obviously, you want him to do well. The I mean, on it, the thing that worries me is like Swarmer came up and looked great for two games, and honestly, with what he's got in his arsenal, is overperforming every time he goes out there. Uh, you know, Justin Steele is not the greatest. Like, he gets hit a lot. You know, he's not, you know, striking a ton of guys out. But he keeps this team in games. Like, he's well, able to. the last time. <laughs> well, right. But, I mean, but in general, like, he keeps the team in games. Like, I, again, I haven't really liked it because he, you know, he gives up quite a few hits well, and stuff. Steele had a weird game in, in Pittsburgh. I wanted to eight, eight strikeouts through 5.2. That's good. But he gave up six runs, five earned and two home runs. So he hadn't been striking out guys, but he was getting results. And now he did strike out guys and they hit him all around. So like, I just think there's a lot of That's what pains with these young guys. Well, but with Steele, you at least see these good things, you know, like it's, it's not all there, but he's got, good and bad in there and then you know and, and Keegan Thompson's been great and then you get your guy Caleb Killian that we've all been waiting for and I'm sorry there's just not a ton there to get super excited about well there is when he's pitching in the minors right. <laughs> and then he's awesome <laughs> let me tell you so uh well, well let's move on to um the, to our friend Dennis, we we brought him on so we could gloat about the Grand Theft Auto St. Louis that <laughs> that uh, took place. Uh, That's it, Dennis's neighbor right there. Yeah, right. It, just so the podcast <laughs> listeners know, I found this on the internet, which is there's a Grand Theft Auto St. Louis with uh, one of those St. Louis gun people who, during the Black Lives Matter protests, went out there in their yuppie clothes and <laughs> machine guns, basically, and then that old fat lady had a handgun like that was hilarious so anyway uh here he is it's dennis the cardinals fan from trapdoor theater giving the middle finger to cub fans because he's guys. sad thanks for having me on <laughs> yeah so uh what happened to you guys uh i thought you guys were supposed to be good and then i mean you we we played you tough at wrigley it needed extra innings to win two of those games at, mm -hmm. at Wrigley. Then you got home field advantage and clown ball accidentally at Wrigley. And then the Cubs go to St. Louis. And they beat you two or three. What What's happening? Why do you guys suck so bad now? It's it's frustrating. Let me tell you. we the, the, the most frustrating thing is that we don't suck. We are good. And then we're, we like pretend that we're great. We're not great. You know, we're good. And every time we get on a little winning streak, everyone was like, this team is so fun. Like, we can do some damage in the playoffs. And then we play like shit. And it reminds us that, like, this team is actually not that great. There's not a lot of pitching. Our bullpen is terrible. 
Jack Flaherty uh, apparently has a dead arm. Like Alex Reyes was a dream I had of a pitcher five years ago that never showed up. And we can't we can't fucking pitch. We don't have Yachty anymore either, which is really hurting us. I feel like it's showing in ways like behind the plate. If you don't have a guy like Yachty calling the game, it, it really affects things. And yeah, I know Dave, you guys Dave, were like bad in close games recently too. So the most surprising thing to me with this series is that all the games were close and you you almost snuck in a, a sweep, you know? Like it was a really disappointing series for us. Yeah, uh, David Elliott writes in the ARP tour can't make it 162. And I uh, that's kind of what I was predicting. I'm like this they're going to come out hot. Everybody they're going to be America's little team. Just like did you know that Paul Goldschmidt's nickname is not just Goldie that on baseball reference page they call him America's first baseman. Real catchy. <laughs> I don't know. Like who put that? It's it's like his mom went in there and like edited <laughs> edited it. Um, uh, that's, that's America's ass right there. Yeah. yeah. It's America's <laughs> mom. <laughs> but no, it's ridiculous. But like, he's, he's awesome. He can carry you through a lot. You still got Arenado. He can carry you through a lot. But when you're like, got to deal with, uh, I mean, you're still got throwing the same pitchers out there. I mean, you know, yeah, Wayne writes well, a million, you know, I mean, he's still doing it, but Jesus. Goldie. Or America's first baseman, or whatever you want to call yeah, him. Yeah, like, that is his name. He he deserves all the credit, you know. Like he's your NL MVP at this point in the season. Like Bravo, he's playing very well. But honestly, he's having like, like the best career, best season of his career, and he's yeah. thirty four. The craziest thing is, I just want to give you my guys boy- used to have a guy that was around in his thirties that seemed to put together lots of great, you know, the best uh, seasons of his career. Toward the end there. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, hey. Do you, do you know who the NL wins against replacement leader is? National League. Probably Goldie. Goldie's number two. And number one is also on our team. This is why I, I want to just get out this point. Tommy Edmond is so disrespected at this point that, like, people don't even realize that he's good. He's not even in the conversation. But he's actually having, surprisingly, even a better year. Than Paul Goldschmidt, he's the NL wins against replacement leader. Everybody still thinks it's Jim like, Edmonds. Who? <laughs> yeah, <Jim>. yeah. <laughs> Tommy Edmonds got four point one B WAR right now, even though he's only batting two sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, it, I I don't get it. I, I, how is he worth so much? Is it defensive WAR? Like, wh- how is this added in here? Is it because he plays so many positions? Yeah, I mean, he's been playing a lot of short, but he does. He is versatile. I mean, he plays second base and he plays right field. Like he he does make some crazy plays out out in the field. And then he holds his own at the plate. He's obviously not getting the highlight reel shots that, you know, Goldie gets. He's not hitting all the home runs or has the like streak or anything, but like day in and day out, we're in games because Tommy Edmond is having a fucking hell of a season. And nobody's really talking about it. Yeah, because it's not that impressive. I mean, he's like He's slashing 269, nice, 342, 400 for a 742 OPS. Now, how that makes you worth 4.1 war is beyond me, especially because it looks like uh, the uh, – I'm looking at it right now. I just had it. Oh, yeah, because the – wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, wins above average is 3. Point, no, I don't want to look that. I want to look up the defensive war. It's got to be some of the defense yeah. in there. It is, it is defense, insane, defense, though. Defense, How can he be worth one. that much when he's not even an elite-level hitter? 
Bill he says, says nobody gives one. a shit. War is an asset. <laughs> <laughs> number one in all of Major League Baseball in defensive wins against replacement. And number whatever. In well, the look. Cardinals have a great fielding team. So yeah. the fewest errors, uh, really high dur. You get the highest dur in the majors, I think. Big dur guy. <laughs> exactly. We're the only show that does dur. <laughs> Len, Casper, Len Casper's used to try to bring dur on the Cubs. Uh, on the Cubs broadcast, but now he's on the south side. So we're the only ones keeping Durr alive in <laughs> Cubs land at all. So um, but let's get into these games. Which is amazing. I feel like that's right up uh, Shambi's alley. A, a number for a stat that no one can Understood. actually quantify. There's no fucking <laughs> way. Like it's <laughs> – like I do not know what they're doing out there. They're – yeah. So yeah, I want to hear about exit velos on bunts. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, do you have any poems? Oh, I do, of course. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, want- are you ready for the, for the poem? I mean, are you yeah, ready I can- for your music to uh, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Game, game one poem. I got to find the game one. I'm in my Pittsburgh stuff here right now. Hold on. I'm in. My here we Pittsburgh. go. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. All right. Cubs poem 71, Chicago 3, St. Louis 0. The rivalry continues. Cubs, Cards, St. Lou. Game was on Apple. So, recap on the news? What nobody saw was Kyle mowing down. Cards in boring town. Nico hit a ball and touched them all. Willie Harris again. Another bad send. But all is well. Beating birds from hell. That's it. Nice. I gotta fade that sucker down. Um, real, 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 yeah, real smooth fade okay. there. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, three nothing. Kyle Hendricks was awesome. You know, I looked up his numbers against you guys. He's now thirteen and three. This is for the career. Thirteen and three with a two sixty nine. Nice. nice. ERA versus the Cardinals in 160.2 innings pitched. That's almost like a full season for most guys. <laughs> um, uh, and um, yeah, this uh, he's just, he, he rocks your guys world. I don't, I don't know what it is. You guys, you can't do nothing off of him. How is it that we can't hit Adam Wainwright after 500 at bats against him? And you guys can't hit Kyle after 500 at bats. Like it's, it's unconscionable. And you didn't have to play Wainwright in the series too. Another yeah. reason to take two for three there. Yeah, we got Palante, Andre Palante, who kind of rhymes and sounds like a figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Andre Palante, men's doubles. <laughs> men's doubles. I don't know what I'm. I, I don't know figure skating. Like, it's a baseball show. That was, Danny's got Wimbledon on the brain yeah. right now. I don't know. Andre Palante. I got Andre Agassi on my mind. <laughs> I got. Some Brian Boitano on the mind. I don't know what's what I'm thinking of, but yeah. What, what do you what do you think? Why can't why can't the Cardinals do anything against Kyle Hendricks? Only five hits in this game. Um, yeah, Gold Goldie, over three. Nolan Gorman, that made up player, over four. Arenado, over four. Just terrible. Gross. Yeah, just not. Not a great game all around. Nobody had it at all. What did uh, like Bader had one hit? Is that 
was that the highlight of our whole fucking game? Like, yeah, Bader yeah. hit a double. The like, bottom cool. of the order all got <laughs> something going on. The bottom of the order all got something on. Uh, the only ones with hits were Donovan, also made up player. Yepes, really made up player. Carlson, he's he got made up a few years ago, and Bader was like the first guy you made up for like a while Watch ago. Watch out and, for hey Brendan Donovan though. That dude is good. He's exciting, long hair. He's kind of like the new Bader. He's like the way he's what I wanted Bader to be. Now I don't have to pretend in Bader anymore because I have the real one in Donovan. They are literally the same person. Like yeah, they they, they cloned Bader to make Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He's well. It he's, took all of Bader's powers away. <laughs> he's he's Bader two They just used the same mold, tweaked a couple of things, little cardinal magic devil dust on him, and um, yeah. There's the pitching line. Palante didn't do bad. He gave up seven hits, but he lasted six. Gave up three runs. Walked a bunch. What do you think of this Palante? He's got a two hundred three ERA, but he's kind of new, right? Yeah, he's new. He's young. I mean, I like what I see from him so far. We had absolutely no offense to back him up this game. So, I mean, that's yeah. the story of it. It's another fucking Kyle Hendricks ass beating, unfortunately. Yeah. And then uh, Martin and Robertson came in and finished it off, and that was just a pretty nice, clean, fast game, two hours and 43 mm-hmm. minutes in front of a huge crowd. All those Cardinal fans showed up to watch their team do nothing. That's sad for them. <laughs> that's, that's just too bad <laughs> and um yeah how did the cubs go oh nico horner nailed the curveball into the left field seats and that yeah was that, I mean, much that, was, that happened that i mean that was that proved to be the game winner it was that the second or third inning it was like that's all they actually needed yeah the second inning second inning and then they added another one in the fifth when hap knocked in morell and and that's that's all she wrote but um that was that was a yeah that was a prototypical Cardinals uh, uh, Hendricks ass beating. So uh, how about a game dose? We get some different. You got a poem for this one? I do. Miles. Of course, it, it wasn't as good. Of course, hit me with that Miles poem. Okay, this one's called Into Space. Ooh, Into Space. Cubs poem seventy two, Chicago three, St. Louis five. Start for Samson, who pitched well, five solid innings versus birds from hell. But the devil would not yield, keeping half bad in left field. Cubs stayed in it late and came or stayed in it and came back late, but lighter in a tie sealed their fate. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Al Leiter Jr. is not a guy you ever want to see uh, on the mound in your team's uniform (laughs) (laughs) and especially in a tie game late uh against the cardinals uh, when we were playing in st louis i'll add that too yeah it was it was pretty ugly um you know in in the poem here i have to say danny maybe you can you see him a lot more you're out there in left field you know when they're you're watching tv you don't get to see the left fielder all the time Ian Hap seems to not understand what his position is out there. Does that make sense to you? Well, have he, you seen this? He made a great catch in game three that pretty much saved the game. Yeah, he, he made a but but it was his fault they were down because he fucking made such a bad play on that like triple that 
didn't kick off the wall. Like he had no, like he, he just fucking had to chase a ball all the way into the corner. And then he had to save himself later. Like, yeah. And that's, that's how well, I feel like Hap is playing out in, there. Sometimes in game knows- two, there was the Arenado double that Hap should have uh, probably caught. And then he got scored by a Brendan Donovan's loop single. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there was yeah, there was a little some adventures out there for Ian Happ in this game. I I will say, well, the overall defense has been bad, and I, none of that's showing up as an error. But I I do want to look into Happ's defense. Yeah, I wonder what Happ's ranks. defensive war is. Yeah, which is oh uh, uh, there, there it is. It's the <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Al Pacino. Uh, 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 <laughs> So <laughs> take a flamethrower to this place. <laughs> so the St. Louis jumps at top. Cubs come back with little uh, Rivas sack fly scoring wisdom. Michaelis kicks our butts. Uh, nine Ks through six innings, or should I say six innings and nine Ks to make it nice for nice, you. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's one walk. The, the Cubs players are over there trying to just figure out how to pronounce his name. They're in the dugout. They're like, Michaelis, Michaelis. Michaelis and they're, they're over there. They're distracted the whole game. And that's the whole conversation. They can't focus on what they're doing. Michaelis, you know, just has his way with them. Mikolas. Mikolas. <laughs> I, God, I hope he pitches at Wrigley. I'm going to just scream it at him the entire time. I'm going to get real good seats right down front just to go, me, Colas. All game. Me both. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to do something. To that would be actually so confusing. Danny's there in his Cubs stuff, <laughs> you know, and you're there in your Cardinals stuff, and you're both just totally the fucking Mikolas thing. Mikolas. <laughs> So, uh, and then, um, you know, Samson, actually, you're right at what you said in the poem. Like, Samson, did you say this poem that he wasn't that bad? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. He, he pitched well. Look, For he's, who he's supposed to be, yeah, he's He's fine. just getting a call up. You know, he got fucking, you know, he, he got he on the Des Moines shuttle. He's 30. Sh- showed up, pitched five innings. He pitched okay. Like, he, this was a 5-3 a game, and... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Cardinals won it late, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he only gave up two earned runs. That's nothing. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a game you can win. Yeah. And Wick, know, he, Wick he, wasn't good when he came in. He gave up the, the other run. Right. But it was, it was, you know, tie game and then lighter comes in and and lighter got two innings only because he gave up the lead and they're like, stay out there. <laughs> We're not winning this one. You're getting another <laughs> inning. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. This one that, that's that's Ross just saying, ah, we give up. We're not going to even fucking try. And then he actually, with no pressure on him, he he throws a you know a scoreless inning. And uh, the Cubs also uh, had they they came back in this one with the uh, two run homer from Ortega, who's been really hot against lefties. And, um, or I mean, against righties, sorry. And, uh, yeah, he just, he, he smoked one, tied it up. It was super exciting. And then, um, but yeah, once you have to like follow that up with Al Leiter to hold the, the tie there, I was like, oh, this is not going to really go well. And it didn't. So, um, 
Velasquez is up, uh, and uh, he had a couple of hits in this game. So I kind of like what I see about uh, out of him. In fact, like since Velasquez has been up, I have it uh, – where did I put it? Right here. He's four for ten with a double, three walks, and also three strikeouts. So Nelson Velasquez, like – Kind of starting his career I, pretty well. I don't really see why Jason Hayward should ever play again. <laughs> like, right. He, just kind of how I feel. Well, didn't uh, – am I – was he up earlier this season as well? Yeah, just for like a cup of coffee, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and, yeah, Edmund, you're right. Uh, there's one of his wars right there. Edmund's single under Morrell's glove is pretty much was the end of this game, and they scored. They they scored two – in the eighth inning, and Cubs didn't do anything in the ninth, and that was the end of it. They got out hit, they got outscored. Cardinals win, but yeah, Tommy, Tommy pulled it through for us. And this is the exact type of game where it's like, we only got you got Michaelis on the mound, we're expecting to win. And this is like the type of shit that makes me nervous about this team. Is I don't even know who your pitcher is, we just lost. And I'm thinking, <laughs> to be is, fair, we don't really know who he is either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like <laughs> we're, we're all finding out together. In your brain. And then by the time Michaelis is out of the game, it's like a one-run game. Our bullpen is not very good. And you're like, holy shit, this is like another one that can just slip through our fingers. And luckily, Tommy came through and saved it for us. But it wasn't it wasn't a great outing after a terrible outing the night before. And it's like you're really hoping for that bounce back to, like, you know, get that encouragement, that mojo going again. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we, we squeaked one away there. <laughs> well, it's also like for whatever reason, Cubs Cardinals that always plays really tight, and I don't know why that is because the players are all different now. Like we don't have any of the same guys. They've they have no idea about the Cubs Cardinals rivalry. They don't even they shouldn't care about it yet. And it's not like somebody's telling them like Contreras being like, "All right, come on, guys, we really hate these guys more than everybody else. We got to do this. You know, like, this is our World Series." You know, I, nobody's I, mean, saying I mean, that. If anybody was saying that, it would be Contreras, right? He's the only one because the only other guys there would be uh, uh, Kyle Hendricks, who you know he he's like a fucking flatline, like the dude doesn't get excited about anything, and Jason Hayward, who you know. I don't know if he probably doesn't like the Cardinals, but it's not because of a rivalry thing. It's just because he hated his time there. Is there any fan base in Major League Baseball that still likes Jason Hayward? (laughs) Probably Braves fans. Yeah, Braves probably haven't been clocking him for the last six years. He was good for him. Because he was good for him. Yeah, and then he left. They probably were even happier about it. He didn't leave, they traded. Did they trade him or did they let him go? No, I think they – I'm pretty sure that they traded they him did. I think that's to right. the Cardinals. Oh, Bill Sugar says no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he wasn't with the Cardinals for very long, like a like a year. two years. I'm I thought it was a trade up. situation. Maybe the, I'm wrong. Uh, they d- traded Jason Hayward and Jordan Walden to the Cardinals in exchange for Shelby Miller and Tyrell Jenkins. I don't know why I question myself. I always knew what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's what it was. You're talking we, about the same Michael Cotton I know? A year left, hoping to re-sign him, and then he bamboozled and left for the Cubs. Oh, man. For less money, yeah. by the way. God, I even wrote a song about it. I was excited. Which, could you imagine if the Cardinals had him now for more money than we're oh, paying God. him? <laughs> that would have been so great. 
And instead, we got Bryce Harper or something. Oh, it would have been so much better. Yeah, I want to look back at that year because that when he came in 2015 or 16? 16, because it was 15 you had him in the playoffs when we beat yep. you. So yep. he came in 16. I want to look at what other outfields guys were available that year and just kick myself. So, all right, game three. I need to give you some music so that you can read your poem. And uh, I think we'll do this one. This one's rock. Is this, oh. is this match your vibe? Uh, maybe. Maybe it's got a little of a, you know, it's a win, but the poem has a shitty attitude. So maybe. That's a little loud. Cubs poem that. 73, Chicago 6, St. Louis 5. Despite the end being an absolute joke and baseball games being broke, the Cubs won a series in St. Lou, beating the Cards by winning two with a Willie Harris patented bad send and Robertson saving the game in the end. I don't know. I don't think it fit with that uh, music at all. No, no. Yeah, the music ruined your poem. I think that poem was, was already, it was just me bitching about a win. <laughs> sounds like now that sounds like you. I so, fucking hate these these uh Manfred Man games and my lord that fucking send was not good. That was not a good send. That was just total we, we've seen the Cubs runners get fucking thrown out on that same send like five times last week. Last week we yeah, saw but, that but, shit five times. So you're complaining about the send in which will in which he actually scored. Velasquez Be- scored because it was well. And you're mad. Thank God Velasquez <laughs> is it was a bad set. It was not a bad set. He scored. No, it was, <laughs> it was a bad by set. Definition a if good you set. fucking no. Now I will say that the Cubs <laughs> runners are some of the worst fucking runners going into home that I've ever seen. <laughs> Every time they're running home, they they slide directly to the catcher. To Nobody the slides around. Yeah. Nobody tries <laughs> to get in the backside or or just hit the edge. They slide directly into the fucking catcher, and they're like, well, maybe they'll call blocking or some shit. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they don't even try to get around, and uh, it was Velasquez, right? I think he slid outside and got his hand across, and that made all the difference because he's not a fucking moron like the rest of these guys. That doesn't make the send good. It made he he fucking got lucky there at the end to get in. Whereas other Cubs runners who can't apparently slide away from the catcher wouldn't have made it. Willie Harris just fucking sends everybody. He doesn't even think about it. He's just like, except fucking that go. One time, except that one time he held up Wilson somehow. <laughs> so what's up with Jack Flaherty? You said he's got dead arm. I mean, he left with shoulder stiffness. Uh, man, talk about, you said earlier something about pitchers you don't want to see in a game, a Cardinals-Cubs game. Like Nick Whitgren showing up in the third inning on a supposed Jack Flaherty start against the Cubs at home is the worst sight you could possibly imagine as a card. You know that your fans call him Shitgrin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Nick Shitgrin shit on Twitter. Nick Shitgrin. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's so frustrating because he he says all this bullshit about this is the most like Flaherty is in the best like mental and physical shape that he's been in in three years and he's your he's supposed to be your ace you know we've been waiting on him all year to come around and like take our team to the next level he hasn't looked good since returning they're like I don't know if they rushed him or what but they're so coy and like so like fake with their news reports that. They're trying to tell us now, oh, it's okay because he's not actually feeling pain. He just has no feeling in his right arm. He's yeah, just that's, a dead arm. That's they not said good. something that's like that during the game, update. like something in his shoulder was, they were like a little bit of stiffness and some numbness in his shoulder. And I was like, well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's and he only more lasted than pain to me. Two innings, and it, it wasn't, it didn't look, it, actually, it looked worse than it ended up being. They had him on the ropes. They get, he had the error where he threw the oh, ball away. That's, yeah, that was two, a telltale sign there. Two walks, one hit, and then that error. So the Cubs threatened, but he didn't end up giving up any runs because he danced out of the fire. And then, uh, yeah, so I don't know what's wrong with him, but yeah, they, they're going to have to be ginger with him because that, uh, the start before he walked five, I think. Yeah, like, it's not his, his pitch count has been really high for how shallow he's been going into games. And this this one is just the most alarming outing that we've seen of him this year. And compounded by the fact that it was just a terrible, terrible follow up from shit grin to come in and just fucking blow it all yeah. after that. Yeah, he did. He gave up four runs and then Oviedo came in and gave up uh, another one in that very same inning. Cubs end up scoring five runs in the fourth inning and there it stayed uh five to five because i thought we were gonna get killed like it was already five nothing real fast and i was like well there's gonna be another one of those afternoons i guess uh you know no no fun spoiling of the cardinals in this series but then it happened they they fought back they get the five runs off shit grin and it really was that your it was the battle of bullpens and both bullpens pitched well until the end then you end up in clown ball and it is technically an unearned run that scores at the, at the end of this one off of thompson uh because it's the uh courtesy flush i mean courtesy runner on uh, second base. Uh, wait, is somebody actually calling it a courtesy runner? Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Dude, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. A courtesy runner? Yeah. I don't well, know if it's caught this, on yet. This, but is, I, this is like when you get charged, like when, you, when you're buying tickets for something and you, you get charged. <laughs> courtesy fee. The, the courtesy fee or some shit. Yeah. And you've done all the work yourself. Yeah. They've done nothing. <laughs> Except for build a website like six years ago. Um, yeah, I'm calling it the courtesy flush, though, because it's total shit. Uh, it is. I, I turned the game off, of course. I've only watched one actual uh, late game, and that was because we were doing a, a spaces afterwards. How many times have the Cubs been in this situation now? This is like the sixth, fifth or sixth time. There's been a team. lot of extra inning games. Yeah, it seems uh, that there have been. Uh, what do you think of the courtesy runner, Dennis? I hate clown ball. I hate the courtesy runner. It's not baseball. Yeah, it's clown ball. Like you said, it's just it makes no sense. It's such a joke. It's like let's just turn the game upside down and like, you know, we, we might as well spin a wheel and be like, what base should he start on? You know, one, two, or three, or automatic home run. It's just dumb. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking up the Cubs extra inning situation. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it, it's insane. And I I mean, I've said it a million times. I, I feel like it takes away nine. the home nine times. Nine times have they played in an in extra inning game. Yeah. And can any but guess it, of their record in extra innings? Oh, and or uh, eight, one and eight. No. Is it one and eight? No. Three, three and six. Three and six. Out of the yeah. nine. Nine times. It makes it feels like it makes more sense in a game like this where it was a little more high scoring, but it really pisses me off in games where it's like zero zero one one and like people are fighting tooth and nail to get on base at all all game, and then you just start with the guy on second. That's when it's just like come the fuck on! Like it would have taken us four more innings for a guy to get there, and we're just starting with it like this. It just changes the whole momentum of everything that's going on. Yeah, and and I mean I don't know how you felt. It, were you able to actually watch this game at the moment, Dennis? No, I was no. drunk okay. at the Pride Parade and getting sunburned as fuck. Nice. Yeah, I did too. I got sunburned at Pride as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was just one. I was just wondering how you feel about like the home field. I feel like it takes away home field advantage. I know that the numbers come in closer to fifty percent, but I believe that the, if I'm not mistaken, it's this is a nasty stat that the visiting team does have a slight edge, but it just feels like letting them score like giving them that easy opportunity to score right up front in that inning is just a, a big advantage for that team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, extra, and, and so our team won. Position? Yeah. Mean, come on. My, How was that my team, advantage? my team, well, right. But then everybody's like, well, the Cardinals would have had just as easy a chance to score too. Yeah. But then you had to score two. You, you know what I mean? Like behind at that point. Yeah, you have to come from behind, which is harder than you know the Cubs having to hold. That's that's all my my frustration with mm-hmm. it. And we won. And I'm bitching about this. This is where yeah. I'm at with baseball anymore. Like, <laughs> the the Cubs are terrible, so I don't really get this opportunity to bitch about a win. But it's so fucking frustrating to not even be able to enjoy the walk off and all that shit, because I know it's a contrived courtesy bullshit. Yeah. Well, two of the Cubs, three wins were on the road. I can confirm that. There you go. And both 66% of 66% chance and, and uh, the, the games against the Cardinals last weekend or two weekends ago, whenever that was that two of them went extra innings. They were both run, won by the Cardinals. That was the Cardinals winning on the road. So, and that was at Wrigley, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the other thing that happened in this uh, game is that Alec Mills sucked and was not very good and has an ERA near 10 now and kind of feel like maybe he's just, you know, should not be pitching in baseball games ever. Like, I, yep. like we were better before he came back on the team. They're like, oh, when we get Mills back, it'll be good. No, not really. He's got a 980 ERA, gave up five runs in 2.2 innings. And uh, three home runs. I mean, they they hit three home runs in that inning. Uh, they went back to back. And then, uh, Donovan Schwar- and America's first baseman. America's <laughs> first baseman. Yeah, but then Schwarber comes in for sort of a, a an extended relief appearance, right? Two point one strikes out four. It kind of feels like that is what Schwarber is, right? Yeah, like I think he's, he's proved got the he one, can. He's got the one pitch. 
He's got one yeah. plus pitch. He's a slider guy. And you all see you all see that out of the bullpen. You have the one guy all he does is go up there and sliders, maybe plays a fastball off it or something like that. But that's it. That's his game, and that's what he's sticking to. And I think that's where he'll end up. But right now, it's like we have three main starting pitchers that are hurt. And so what are you going to do? But they're all supposed to get traded anyway. So if they're not hurt, they're traded unless yeah. they're to her and so either way they're not going to be on this team in a month <laughs> <laughs> or they will be on this team because they'll be on the il yeah they'll be exactly. in illinois all year <laughs> and it was just a waste of ricketts money which they'll i can just, get behind they'll just keep showing up every like every 10 days they'll show up and then they'll go back to illinois <laughs> so yeah this uh must have been a real frustrating game for you there dennis to watch them lose <laughs> Wait, dennis were you as frustrated as i was <laughs> Yeah, who's madder about this game? Uh, Michael Cotton, whose team won the game, or Dennis, whose team frustratingly lost this game and, and got knocked out of first place? I I'm, I mean, I'm frustrated with the team in general. I Since last time we played each other, I had said that I thought we were a wild card team. And since then, I went up to thinking, like, oh, we're going to win the whole fucking World Series, man. We're the shit. And oh now I crashed back down to, like, okay – Lives correct the first time. We are a wild card team at best. We're going to sneak into the playoffs, maybe you know catch a rhythm. But it's not it's not that team that you get behind and you go just like yes, this is our year. It's it's more of a frustrating year that you hope can catch some momentum towards the tail end of the season in terms. It's more like, of a it's more of a two thousand six. They did what now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and that's the thing that's kind of frustrating uh, for Cubs fans. It's like. They punted on the year, if not on the next couple of years, at a time when the Central isn't very good, and you could pretty much just walk away with the division. I, I know people are like, well, the Brewers pitching, but it hasn't been the same as it was the year before. And No, the Brewers are not that good. We're, we might still win the division. Like yeah. we, And I don't think that's like, you know, a high praise for us to be like, oh, my God, we won the NL Central, but nobody is making it very hard. Yeah. Right, and and the Brewers pitching will be formidable in the playoffs, where you only need to win. You know, you you win these games two one or whatever, but throughout a season, it's going to be tough for these guys to continue doing what they're doing for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim DeHate writes in. I'm glad Cards lost, and all their fans are head lice carriers. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed that that comment. Um. Yeah. How How is your head lice, by the way, Dennis? Is it Is it? <laughs> you see, I got a new haircut. You know. Yeah, I did. Well, that should help. But you really, you really need to do take the medicine and get the little comb with the tidy little teeth. The sun burns it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, better luck next time, my friend, with uh, your team. Um, they're they're still. But I agree, they might win the division. But I don't see them going up. How did How have you done against teams like that are good? Have you played anybody? No, not very well. I mean, like right now we're kicking the shit out of the Marlins, which is like the exact thing that people get so excited about. It's like, oh, we're just beating the shit out of a bad team. Like we're really good, you know? And then we play anybody that's sort of substantial and we show who we really are. And sometimes we even lose to bad teams. Like the team, it's all over. Like the Cubs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Does, Does it feel like a situational thing? You know, I mean, yes, the Cubs are not a good team. But at the same time, it is a rivalry and, you know, there's hype around it and stuff. Are they just not performing on the bigger stages? 
No, I think we've just had some really excellent performances early on. I mean, Nolan Arenado in April was lights out. Paul Goldschmidt has been, he's the MVP, you know, and it's covering up a lot of mediocrity. Like you have one guy or two guys playing excellent ball. You rack up some wins and everyone's thinking like, this team is good, but we're, we're really hiding some mediocre baseball playing with some outstanding Keeping up appearances, as you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on. I, when do we play the Cardinals next? We got these like weird five-game series this year because of the stupid lockout, uh, I know, but uh, it's going to be a while. I, I would imagine we play at the end of the year. I'm looking it up right now. It looks like we got you in, in the beginning of August back in St. Louis, and then another five-game series at Wrigley. Only two – uh, only we, we got to go to this. Uh, there's a yeah. five weekdays and a Thursday day game. We got to go to some of that at the end of August. Oh, it's five straight days. There's no double headers in there. Uh, yes, there is a double header on a Tuesday. Oh. That's what we should do. You got, you got to knock off work, Dennis. We'll go to, to Tuesday double header. <laughs> if I'm knocking off work on Tuesday, we'll go to the Monday night game too. We'll do all three. We'll go, we'll do <laughs> three and 48 hours and just, oh my oh, God. Man. That's not going to go well for us. We're not even going to have any players by then. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who we'll be having pitchers catch because we don't have any catchers anymore. <laughs> so, well, thanks for coming out. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to kick Dennis off the show. We're going to talk about a few other things. Then Billy DeVore is going to come on and preview the Reds with us. So stick tuned with us. Uh, here's a commercial. We'll be right back. Thanks for hey, coming thanks on, for Dennis. coming on, Dennis. Yeah. Good seeing thanks you. Thanks for having me, guys. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sun Rancho show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sun Ranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sun Ranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link the sun ranto show is always brought to you by all of our patreon subscribers who we call the super ranters well who are the super ranters well super ranters they have their own rss feed and they get the show early and ad free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher they get bonus content uh For example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, They get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rantor of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, There's... 
perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year and... Uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sunranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sports drink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. I did want to mention that uh, as long as we did the Amazon commercial, that the person who won the Bleacher Bum Band shot glasses the last time we had our monthly Amazon item picking uh, prize, uh, that person has not claimed their Bleacher Bum Band shot glasses. So whoever bought the Rubbermaid refrigerator cooler fridge, please contact me, sunranto at gmail.com. And let me know who you are so I can send you some shot glasses. And, you know, while we're reminding people about things, uh, all the Patreon people, we have 112 Patreon people. And I think I have two uh, of the all-star ballot contest submissions, right? Bernie Barron and then I, uh, oh, the other one's escaping me. But look. You see the Twitter handle there at Cubes Fanatic. Take a screenshot, send it to me there, or you can send it to my email, michael.cotton at pro, protonmail.com. But the, the, it's a David Ross bobblehead, and right? Book. Like it's a, yeah, and a book. It's a great prize. 
And right now, it's a 50-50 shot for these two. Teammate by David Ross. You you, you know what? You got to post about this, too, on uh, the social <laughs> Bernie, media. Bernie Barron says, I'm going to change mine again. And Dominic Gallardo says that it was him. He's the other one in there. Okay. So uh, Bernie has already sent me two different all-star ballots. Yeah, so- <laughs> she, she's going to change it again. So it, look at this, though. This is what you could win. It's inscribed to me by Don Yeager, who uh, was the uh, David Ross's ghostwriter, which I assume like this entire book is actually about how much he loves Jason Hayward. I'm pretty sure the teammate that he just talks about Jason Hayward the entire time. Yeah. His, his favorite <laughs> teammate of all time. Um, I decided that I'm going to keep one of the bobbleheads for myself, even though I don't keep bobbleheads. As long as David Ross is the manager, I'm, I did a TikTok video. I, I don't use TikTok that much, but I did a TikTok of me interviewing David Ross. I saw that. That was excellent. I was, I was like, I think I need to do, keep this David Ross bobblehead around as long as he's the manager so I can do fake interviews with them sometimes. Oh, Alex says that he brought one in too. So I guess there's three people. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, join and you could win. You could win. All you do is pick who you think is going to be selected to the all-star starting squads and uh, whoever gets the most picks correct wins. So, so Michael, you prepared a little DHO meter for us. So uh, let's see what's going on in the land of DH. Shit. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, I just played a coconut blowing up on a timer. Yeah, that coconut is my head. Uh, yeah, so wanted to you know check in on how the DH is working for the Cubs this season. Right now, the Cubs DH is the fifth best hitter on this team. That means it is exactly in the middle with four spots better than the DH and four spots worse than the DH. Impressively, the pinch hitter who comes in for the DH, 11 times that's happened. They've, they've pinch hit for the DH, which I still don't understand. Uh, but that has an OPS plus of 253. Wow. So that's, that's what you do then. That is the secret. <laughs> you put in a DH that's not that good late in the game. You bring in your real DH and then you, then you make hay. 253% better than the league at that stat. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, whatever. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so the the slash line, let's see. Yeah, the slash line for the DH right now is 245, 324, 15 for a 734 OPS. Uh, Danny, I don't know if you're, if you're not looking at this right off. Who do you think? the main DHs are who who's had the most DH at bats this year. God, I, it was Ortega a lot at the beginning of the year. So I would maybe guess him. Um, but maybe it's like Gomes or somebody. Could well, that's, Gomes. you were closer with Ortega. Okay. But, uh, Gomes, no, not even close. Contreras. Yeah, so actually, it's Frank Schwindel. Oh, he, no wonder his he, back hurts. 
he has uh, 85 plate appearances as a DH compared to uh, 153 as a first baseman. And his slash line at first base is 231, 374, 637, uh, with an OPS plus of 66. And, is, and at DH, he is hitting – wait, that can't be right. I screwed something up here, but he has a 758 OPS and 110 OPS plus. So he's he's definitely better as a DH than he is at first base. Oh, here we go. So Schwindel has been DH 22 times, 22 games. Contreras, 21 games. And Ortega, 18 games. And eight other players on this team all have eight games or less. Okay, so Gomes is not... So there's been 11 different DHs. So according to everybody who ever yelled at me about this before, the DH is just one player, and he just does it all the time, right? So we have 11 of those. You'd think it'd be better. Um, Wilson Contreras, interestingly, has half the plate appearances at DH as a catcher. 91 plate appearances as a DH, 182. Exactly half. And he is uh, actually 47 points worse as a catcher for average, the exact same for OBP, and 26 points worse for slugging. Uh, as a catcher, he's 166 OPS plus, and as a DH, it's 148 OP- OPS plus. So, you know, 871 OPS as a catcher and 897 as a Well, you DH. went into the weeds on this. I was like, hey, let's do the DH. You're like... Here's what it is on Fridays when the sun. Dude, I got, I, I did. I was, I was almost late for the show. I didn't realize what time it was. I was, yeah, I was looking at this. You, it's like freaking war and peace here. Your notes here. I know. <laughs> but then, uh, so Rafael Ortega is the other guy and he actually is way better as a center fielder than he is as a DH. As a center fielder, he's got a 164 OPS plus. And as a DH, he's got an 80. OPS plus half. He's half the man he used to be. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting, but I actually wanted to show a couple of uh, <laughs> stats here. This is the, uh, so this is the Cubs, you know, looking at their OPS, the catchers have an eight forty OPS. That's pretty damn good. Just from the catching position. And uh, 734 OPS for the, you know, for the DH in that time. Um, And that's what I said that they're kind of right in the middle. But I wanted to get into this. God damn it. See, when I drink and I don't know what these are. (laughs) No. So, oh, here it is. So batting ninth in 2021. uh, Here's the stats. That we've got and slash, look at that slash line 166, 229, 256 batting ninth. Yes, it's, it's a almost as good as a pitcher. It's a 485 OPS. Well, no, that is the pitcher from last year. Oh, that's last that's year. the pitcher from last year. That's the ninth position. Okay. You know, but this year, so you get 176 points out of that like pitcher versus DH alone. But they're only 106 points better overall for the whole lineup. So that means basically you have 
one position that was upgraded immensely, but everybody else is worse. And, <laughs> well, and when mean, you, you're talking about just the Cubs, though, so I, you know, with you're not considering like the personnel that we actually had Anthony Rizzo on this team last year, and so of course it's going to well, be yeah, okay, he well, DH'd a few times too, I bet you in that time. No, so no, there was there wasn't a DH last year. Well, there was it happened of all the interleague games and on the road. Well, the interleague games. Okay. But anyway, so the National League DH fucking blows. The slash is 239, 318, 405. So 723. That's all worse than the Cubs DH. And the ALDH has almost exactly the same numbers. It's except for they're actually one or two points lower in every category. The Cubs are actually 11th in the entire league at DH. Did you think that was going to be the case out of 30 teams? To be honest, I don't even notice who the DH is. Because there's not a DH. It's just a fucking random person every week. Yeah, I'm like, every oh, game. he's not in the field. Like, I don't even clock it. Yeah, but so they're 11th in the league, and they're ahead of teams like the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Dodgers, and the Mets. And... Five of the top 10 DH teams have losing records right now. Weird. So the, the key is to have a, not a good DH, and then you'll be a winning team. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the point is it doesn't make any fucking difference. Like, everybody's been talking about how this goddamn DH is going to come in. It's going to revolutionize everything. Everything's going to be fucking great. It didn't. It made eight positions worse and one so much better that the overall number stays a little bit better, but it's still more boring baseball because eight positions are now worse than just the one was last year. Yeah, it's, well, you can get a little worse because you don't have such a terrible hitter at the bottom, so then you just need less production out of everybody else. Is is the thinking, and also and, well, but that's and that's what you get. So you get less production up and down the order. Versus that one bad spot in your order. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i I'm telling you, this is not the fucking revolution everybody says it is. No, is, well, that's a pretty slow-moving revolution has been going on since 1972. It's like the freaking well, but, 50 years war. But everybody's <laughs> talking Everybody's talking about how it's going to change the fucking game and everything's going to be so much better and whatever. It's not. There's not one position. Nobody's made a bunch of money except for maybe Albert Pujols as a DH. And where's he at now? You know, it's, I'm just saying this. I just hate the whole fucking concept. You of hate this the thing. DH? Break I, no, I hate, I hate it being in one league. I wish they had just kept it the way it was. No, it was you? still an even team. But now the National League is actually getting better. In their first year of the DH, they're already better than the AL. Well, right? By a point. But that's. The AL has been doing this for fucking 30 years, and the NL just jumped in, and they're kind of ramping people up. I don't know. I think pretty soon the NL is just going to start dominating this over and over and over, which – Good. Good. Let's bring it back uh, NL prowess because it's been a long time since but the it's NL not. It's it's league. It's just the same all across. There's no NL ball anymore. Yeah. There's it's only the AL ball and – you know, the National League is going to actually be better than them at their own game. It'll go back and forth. So just some transit. Well, thanks for putting that all together. It was a fascinating look into the mediocrity that is. That was, 
I know. I usually like to get those in and then actually read through them a little bit so that I'm, I'm a little better prepared. But I literally almost missed the start of the show because I was looking at way too many numbers. <laughs> this Let that be a lesson to you, kids. Don't look at fucking numbers. Yeah. Just watch the fucking game. You will see what you need to see. Yeah. Basically, you just, basically you just turned into what you hate, which is Boog. Because Bill Singer says Boog would talk six innings about that one point difference. Yes. Well, I actually just did. You just did. I just did. You just did it. So now maybe you won't be so hard on Boog. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, because here's the thing. I won't do it next time. (laughs) You're like, I've learned my lesson. (laughs) I won't do that next time. You know, maybe once every three months, I'm going to bring this shit back up and we'll just see where we're at. Just a couple of quick notes, uh, just in case you didn't hear. David Bodie is back. Um, he, it was a game-time decision. He wasn't in the lineup. VR was. And then all of a sudden, Bodie replaced him. I thought that was really strange. But he's back. VR's gone. Uh, Jay Hayes got a, like a knee problem or something like that's been keeping him out of the, uh, out of the lineup. I'm like... Just put him on the freaking IL like nobody cares. What is wrong with you? Like, let him go down for 10 days. Let him come back after the All-Star break. Let him sit in the dugout, coach the kids up. I don't care. It's ridiculous that he's uh, still on the team. Uh, Nelson, uh, no, I just said that. Um, Eric Stout was traded. He was on the yeah. pitch he, one no, he, During the Pirates series, series, he was traded to the Pirates. He yeah. did a, a dugout walk. Yeah. He walked from right one across. dugout to the other. I wish he would have played. He was traded for cash, so Ricketts got a little richer. Yeah. And um, uh, Leiter Jr. and uh, Samson came back. We already talked about that. Uh, Leiter did poorly, and Samson did well. Daniel Norris got injured, which actually probably helps us. <laughs> because right. he's not on the team. And uh, Clint Frazier's now named Jackson and in AAA. So. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, he just changed his name. Like, it's different. When okay, they were Vogelbach. Vogelbach went to Vogelback and just said, "Well, you kind of mispronounced it forever." Cliff Frazier's going by someone else's name. Well, apparently it was a nickname, which I understand because Rocket is a nickname that just stuck. And then I was just Danny Rocket. Everybody knew me knew me as Danny Rocket, so I had to like go with it. So everybody's calling him Jackson, and you know, Clint's an interesting. Clint's an interesting guy. He's got the nose ring and like you know that girlfriend. And uh, he's he's just <laughs> in love with her. <laughs> well, you know, uh, but you know, he's an interesting guy. He likes doing inter- interesting things. Change your name. Everybody's calling you Jackson. Be Jackson. I, I'm I'm all for it. David Elliott brings this up about Stout, and the Pirates immediately sent Stout to AAA. Like, how bad are the Cubs <laughs> that you know they trade a guy to the Pirates? And like, oh, he's not good enough for the majors. Like, we oh my God, yeah. As soon as he as soon as he walked over there, he's like, no, 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 don't get comfortable. You're then, you're going down. And then uh, the the last thing I wanted to bring up um, was about uh, these. <laughs> It's 4th of July this weekend, and there's a 4th of July hat. And here's the Cubs one. I asked, oh, I asked people how they felt about it. You the Toronto it. one? Oh, I'm going to show it. Yeah. <laughs> I, but but it, I, I, I asked people about, you know, how they felt about this hat. And for the most part, they didn't like it. And for me, and I, I'm usually pretty critical about such things, I kind of like it. It's like red, white, and blue. Danny, it's, though, it's, it looks we very. We've seen 90s. your hats. 
What? This we have seen all of your hats. This is right up your alley. It is like a fucking I-80 truck stop hat. And you love that shit. You have like pink Cubs hats. You have the Cubs hats with like fucking uh Hawaii flowers yeah, on it and shit. Exactly. Like this is exactly what you'd love. And, and I'm not a real America guy, but like this is like as patriotic as I'll get <laughs> is when it's like I mean it's got kind of torn up. The stars and stripes are torn up, but I, I like this hat. And but I, I think I'm not gonna get the Cubs hat version of it. And by the way, I dropped a link of it in the chat. If you click on it and buy crap, you we can get a little bit of a kickback, you know what I mean? But this hat's too expensive. I'm gonna wait for it to go. It's like fifty bucks almost. So I'm gonna wait for it to go on uh special, which it will because nobody likes it except for me. So uh but I, I might not get the Cubs version because this is really the one that's gonna be remembered is the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, for whatever reason, they made it them America Fourth of July hats as well. And the original hat that they made has the stars and stripes. But then they there was some objection to a Canadian team wearing the stars and stripes, and so uh, they just took the stars out and they just kept the. I guess what is that? This like torn what? in leopard sort they of kept, looking, which is weird because they kept the blue. The Canadian flag is red and white. They could have actually just gone to all red instead of because they made the red part blue. They made it more blue than it was. So it's still red, white, and blue, which is antithetical to the Canadian flag. Well, in Canada today's July first. Yeah, it's so, not, yeah. It's like so they could have just like celebrated Canada. It's like they are part of the major leagues. Like we do They should have changed those stripes all to red and made the stars in the maple leaves. That would have been fucking dope. And then there's also all-star hats, which they just dropped and I forgot to upload it. Let me see if it's, Oh, uh, I did want to say something about the all-star because this just got announced that one of the Cubs medical staff got named to the all-star team and will be in the national league all-star medical staff. And yeah, I was like, wait a second. You're telling us about, how, uh, you know, Hayward's got a fucking bum knee, but he's not on the IL. You know, Suzuki was day-to-day with a finger that apparently got amputated. I don't fucking know what's going on, but apparently this is what gets you an all-star medical position. Odd. Um, yeah, here's the, the on-field cap i believe that's what it, they said it is but doesn't it look like it's mesh in the back it does look mesh it, it looks like mesh but i don't think it is because they wouldn't have mesh hats right they would it's a, no it, they do they fitted have mesh but they have those uh remember what they had in um spring training but they have they, those too they weren't mesh but you could see through and then what's his name like showed his head was all sunburnt <laughs> Through his hat. <laughs> so it, I think it's like fake mesh. They have a blue one that's the All Star Game workout hat that looks more like a Cubs hat, and then they have this, which is the on field hat. But I'm like, are and but Wait, where is the All Star Game even being played this year? I don't even know. I hate the All Star Game. I'm looking at this hat and I'm like, are, are they doing it in Pittsburgh? Like usually, it's like the team colors where I'm you're looking, going. I'm looking it up. Somebody's saying the even Billy, even, do you want to come in and fucking tell us even the it, oh, it's Dodger <laughs> Stadium, like a bunch of freaking jerks. Oh, my God. That's going to be the worst one ever. 
So, uh, yeah, they're wearing black, and the star next to the Cub C looks literally like an asterisk. <laughs> what are they doing? So, oh, okay. So, a couple of years ago, uh, when the the season got trashed in 2020, they were supposed to have the game in LA, right? They couldn't have it that year because they didn't. They weren't playing baseball for the All Star game. So then they went to the next year, and that game was in Atlanta, right? Right. But then, then they, they just used Colorado. They, yeah. Then they moved that one to Colorado, and they used the L.A. Dodgers uniforms and all that shit for the Colorado one. <laughs> and I feel like maybe this was supposed to be Houston's year. And so they still have asterisks on the hat. Yeah, that's what uh, Bill Suga says. <laughs> it's an Astros World Series cap. <laughs> Bernie Bernie says it looks like a starfish. It, I mean, it does kind of look like a starfish. I mean, as, starfish is pretty much the most asterisky looking animal on the planet. If you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 nature's asterisk. Is what a starfish. <laughs> <is. laughs> I've read that in the encyclopedia as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to. I'm going to show you even more new swag that we have. How did we get so fucking far off the rails in that segment? I don't, it's baseball. I don't know where we're at. We're talking Cubs about are, starfish. Cubs, and fucking... Cubs are very good, so like, we got to do something. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back with the new Nasty Boys, Billy DeVore, to talk about the Red Series. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. And now on the Sunranto Show, it's Billy DeVore. Hello. How are you? Oh, uh, well, we just uh, took two or three from the Cardinals and almost swept them. So all things considered, 
pretty damn good as far as the baseball goes. Um, we're definitely happy to have this off day. Uh, Reds are off too, right? And, yeah, and, uh, and we just took two out of three in San Francisco. Let's go, yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. We, so we're we put uh, we put uh, Jock Peterson in his place after he got slapped like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Did he hit? Did he uh, th- throw his pearls at you? Did he swing his pearls? Is he still no, wearing but Tommy those? Fam, but Pom- Tommy Pham did give him a pearl necklace, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was post game, uh, <laughs> right? You're not. You're not supposed to have that video. There are laws <laughs> well, against that now. Before we well, go, before we get <laughs> totally into what's about to happen, I do want to mention. That we've Billy and I uh, have been talking about. Uh, well, we've been making shirts, and Billy's got all the ins on uh, in the clutch, and he's like the, the one of the. What, what is your job job there? I so okay. I, I am the custom sales director for Cincy Shirts, but I'm kind of like me and a couple other designers, and the owners are like just the driving force behind like just getting shit done so i just have a title but it's just get stuff done and give out ideas to designers because i know the game so and that's and that's what we've been doing and and, uh you've been making stuff really fast and so there's like a whole new sun ranto line and so we got the we need more cups shirt that was there before but there's a a say say a suzuki shirt that looks really cool left field sucks right field sucks oh i hadn't seen the say one that is actually a nice yeah yeah that's brand new and i had nothing to do with that that's just you guys doing cup stuff but this is my favorite for a long time like you all know the join or die which is for the revolutionary war which is the snake with all the different colonies at the time that they needed to join and become one snake i guess was the idea yeah it's a yeah it's it's a big alt right rallying fra- flag now if you're wondering what we're talking about <laughs> yeah so but, but we but we're going to use it to our own advantage advantage x you know benjamin franklin designed this as well, Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. is the uh, original cartoonist of this. But we made a cup snake version of the join or die snake, and it's out of it shirt. It is great. It's stack or die, a Chicago tradition, and I couldn't be prouder because this because <laughs> all I had to do is come up with the idea, and you made it awesome and hilarious. So, like, very <laughs> cool. And it, and you can buy it through our links, which if you go to intheclutch.com, forward slash Sunranto. I'm going to drop the link in the chat and you use Sunranto S O N R A N T O as your, uh, coupon code, get 10% off. And I'm, I'm going to buy this one myself. I don't get any money off at all either. I'm a customer like everybody else, even though I thought of it, but any, but I, Bill, you're going to give me all the irregular ones, right? Like the ones that come out with like one sleeve too long or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to make sure it gets burned in the dryer. Oh, Bernie, what a guy. Bernie says, I I, I listen to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm used to seeing the name Bernie and then getting oppressed by the Democratic Party. (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) Bernie is also, I believe, the mascot for the Avs who won the Stanley Cup yesterday, too. Congrats, which we already came out with a it's like a Colorado world champion shirt. That's pretty cool, too. So that was quick. You guys got a lot of really clever stuff on that site. So, yeah, you know, we were talking about one that I haven't had a chance to tell you about, but I'll do it right here. We were thinking uh, like an ownership series. So like, you know, the Reds owner 
could say, uh, where else are you going to go? And then it was just a little, <laughs> little dash in the red zoner's name. And then for the Ricketts, it would say, uh, you won't be booing next year. Yeah, and then under he, he says, Tom Ricketts, 2019. But then the 2019's crossed out, and it says 2020. And then that's crossed out. It's 2021. That's crossed out. It's 2022. Oh, my God. That's so, just, you won't be yeah. booing. Oh, my God. That's so great. You won't so be great. booing next year. And that's... we've been booing ever since. So – and uh, down in Florence, there's the Florence Y'alls, and they're an independent league team. They're great. And uh, they put out a shirt that says, where y'all's going to go at the beginning <laughs> of the year. That's pretty good. And I so like I was that. like, I'm not going to get the shirt, but for sure going to get the hat. Nice. There you go. That's good looking that's a, hat. That's a y'all hat? It's the y'alls. Why? Which, no, literally. It says why. Oh, so why? Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, the backstory is there's a water tower in Florence that says uh, it originally said Florence Mall. And they're like, you can't put mall on government property. So they just painted over part of the the M and just made it Florence, (laughs) y'all. Just government, public government at its its best right there. Just like just nailed it. (laughs) Well, it's better than putting ball. I probably I think I would have preferred that. Yeah, <laughs> but then they would have had to Falls. add a whole S to it. Yeah. Florence Falls. <laughs> I would have done that for free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Billy's like, in fact, I did when I was seventeen. I got in trouble for that shit. <laughs> they had to took me down next summer. I had to go up there and paint it. <laughs> so, charge, charge for v- vandalism and yeah. stealing scaffolding. Yeah, forty hours of community <laughs> service. <laughs> yeah, I had to repaint it. <laughs> so uh you know the reds they're not as shitty as they started they they they, they had a good june mm. uh, they had a good may they're really good they had a good may they had a good I may believe they're better than the cubs if you just get rid of that first like 30 games they're better than a lot of teams if you get rid of a three and twenty-two start. <laughs> like I was saying y'all. the whole, like I was saying the whole time, they aren't complete shit. Like they have a lot of good pieces. All and like the scratch-offs that they did sign worked out. Like Brandon Drury has been nothing but a success. That's Fifteen home runs already. And if you looked at yeah. his metrics, his hard hit percentage and his barrel percentage were there. He just needed an opportunity. Now you're speaking my language, Billy. I saw I saw the charts. <laughs> I got you, Mr. Excel. I know where we're going here. I'm telling you. But like <laughs> him, um, and then and then especially getting Donovan Solano back, which is what I was saying bef- like all year. I'm like, wait until we get this guy back. Because his nickname is Donnie Barrels. Because all he does is barrel up the ball, and he's just done that since he's gotten off the IL. I thought that was because of his trip to Niagara. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that old Woody Woodpecker when he kept going over the falls in the barrel? And all the people were like, yay! Every time yeah. it comes out. God, I loved that one. Every time it would come on, I would. I, I got to go look that one up. I wonder if I still find it funny. People in the old days really knew how to live. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And die. What do you want to do? Let's go over the falls in a barrel and see what happens. Yeah, um, we got nothing better to do. TV isn't around yet. <laughs> so, so you've had a tough month, though. Uh, you lost seven straight. We lost nine straight, so we didn't do great either. We got the same month. Mm-hmm. We got the same record in the month of June. And you had a bunch of tough stretches. You lost a bunch of the Dodgers. You lost a bunch of the Milwaukee. 
And uh, but then you won two or three of the Giants on the road, and um, that it's you kind of tread in water like where we are right now. Well, our biggest issue is our bullpen's gassed, and a lot of our guys are out that were supposed to be, you know, stalwarts in the bullpen. Alexis Diaz, Edwin Diaz's brother, uh, we called him up from double A, he was freaking lights out, and then uh, he has uh, I want to say it's elbow discomfort, basically, his, his arm's sore. Didn't you guys also used to have Jumbo Diaz? Oh, is the whole buddy. family? Is the whole family on the fucking Jump. Reds? Like, what's <laughs> up with that? Like, Jumbo midsize. You got baby Diaz. Like, what is on? Grande, I a, Grande I Diaz. Grande, Grande Diaz. I have a I have a legendary Jumbo Diaz story. I was in the bleachers. Jumbo Diaz is warming up, and I said, "Babe, he's about to give up a three run homer. If he does it, we're leaving." Second pitch, three-run homer, and I stand up and scream, that was a jumbo-sized mistake, and the entire (laughs) section stood up and clapped (laughs) as I was walking out of the ballpark. Uh, And there was probably nobody there, so uh, jumbo heard you as well. (laughs) (laughs) I made sure my voice was extra jumbo. There's just a picture of jumbo standing on the mound, watching the ball go over, one, two. (laughs) So uh, you, and so I was looking at some of the, I mean, they're pretty, both teams are pretty mediocre offensively, but the Reds, even though that they have a worse OPS than the Cubs and have hit fewer homers than the Cubs, uh, the Cubs walk more. The only thing you do better is like not strike out as much as, as us Cubs steal more bases, but somehow the Reds have still scored four more runs than the Cubs. So if all those numbers put together does not add up to the Cubs being that's easily four Willie Harris sends. <laughs> well, how about this? Take out that first month, those first 25 games, and the offensive numbers are going to look better than uh, they should because if you, uh, the Reds actually at home have the highest scoring offense with 5.4 runs, and I think that's probably increased by now. So a lot of it was on the road early in April and again, missing Tyler Stevenson, Jonathan India, uh, Tyler Naquin, Nick Senzel. I mean, how many more starters do you need me to name? So you, you're thinking you're not coming in last and it will be the Cubs. Thank you for saying it. I didn't have to. Don't get it twisted. We're, gonna, we're about to have a fire sale. Us too, though. <laughs> So well, we got, we got, okay, hold on. Sell. We got less to sell though. I, yeah, I was, so just, I was just going to say, I think that's the competition here. It's like, which team will actually be able to sell more? Because I don't think the Cubs have anybody, anybody wants. Like, and we have Luis Castillo. We have Tyler Malley who Tyler Malley, uh, since May 29th has a 2.69 ERA. I mean, the guy's been uh, nice. like 11.9 Ks per nine. The guy's been disgusting. And him and Luis Castillo are going to get a monster haul. I would say Luis would go before Tyler. Um, but monster hauls and the strength of this team is still at starting pitching with those two and with Graham Ashcraft being an absolute monster and yeah, Hunter Green being wildly inconsistent. Yeah, we're going to see both those pitchers in the series. Uh, yeah, and then the bullpen, you know, I was looking it up. You have the worst bullpen in the major leagues, 524 earned run average, but the Cubs have the fourth worst bullpen at 461. The Cubs have given up the most homers out of the bullpen, Reds fifth most. 
The Cubs also have the most strikeouts. The Reds are average. Uh, the Reds do walk a lot of guys out of the bullpen. Second most walks in the majors. Cubs are ninth most, so it's not great. And then um, the Cubs have now taken over the Rays as having the most innings pitched out of the bullpen. Yay, uh, so we're not even trying to do that. <laughs> the Ra- I believe the Rays have a, a winning record, though. Yeah, but we're They're not even because we're, we're not trying to do it. The reason we got to go to the bullpen is because they were supposed to last five and they lasted two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. We, we still don't have a fourth or fifth starter. Yeah. Well, we, we honestly the season. Yeah. Yeah. We honestly, every single series that comes up, there's at least one TBD. We're just like, we don't know who the fuck's going to pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might, exactly. it might be Frank Schwindel. Makes we our have job a fifth easier starter. We have nothing to preview. We have a fifth starter if you want him. Uh, his name's Mike Miner. He's great. He's like Wade Miley, but worse. Well, we uh, we were really excited about that Wade Miley pick from you guys. Yeah, you want so. him back? <laughs> I mean, Red, no. Reds obviously knew what was going on, that the guy was damaged goods because he came out – Pitched in a couple of games, and he was right. And then well, he actually like pitched in two games. Then he was out again. Then he came back again, pitched like two innings, and then he was gone again. So that's what. And we in. were really surprised by this. Like we we all thought, like, oh, this is a good move. Like it's not a ton of money. It's one year. The Cubs get this guy. Like we've seen Wade Miley. You know, he's he's an okay pitcher. Like he's not going to be your top guy, but he's going to be fine. But apparently the Reds knew what the fuck they were doing when they they were like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna pick up that ten million dollar option. Well, it's a, it's Wade Miley's every other year. I mean, if you look at him in twenty twenty, he was hurt the whole year. Twenty twenty one, he was consistent. Twenty eight, twenty nineteen started great, fell off tipping his pitches, and his arm went out. Twenty eighteen hurt, so it's like. It's just like uh, like the Star Trek movie series. All the odd ones are good. <laughs> or all the even ones are good. And then the, no, the even whatever. ones are good. Yeah, the even ones are good. The odd ones are bad. So it's like it's it's like that with him. So next year he'll be great when he gets signed on a one year deal somewhere. Um, so I'm going to put up the Reds. These are their numbers the last two weeks. And you're right about Donovan Sol- Solano's got the highest OPS over the last two weeks. Uh, he's got a 375 average. This is only in four games, though. Uh, 444 OBP, 563 slugging. Uh, Drury having a great year. He's got four home runs in the last couple weeks. Uh, Albert Almora has hit three home runs, which pisses me <laughs> off in the Dude, last two weeks. Thank oh you for that. Fam- Dude, he's, oof, he's been lighting it up, man. I mean, he's just been barreling it up and getting on. And then in the past two weeks, his average has dipped because he's become a power hitter all of a sudden. Uh, that's And that's where it goes downhill. As soon as he thinks he can hit the fucking ball out of the park, it's it's goodbye time. He's not going to be any good the rest of the year. He has nine RBIs in the last two weeks. I don't think he had nine RBIs in the last two years with the Cubs. That he played with us. I, seriously. Only because they platooned him, right? So uh, defensively, both teams suck. They're, they're yep. yeah, they're just not very good. Their durs are six eighty nine and six eighty eight respectively. Uh, the Cubs have two more errors, and both teams are worse than average. It's just they're kicking it around. It, it is not tight. The weather uh, in Chicago should be good for hitting. Hot eighty four. <laughs> 
down to 68, 79 down to 71 on Wednesday, and then 90 for the getaway day, which is stupidly at night, but actually pretty good because it's 90 instead of 73, and I'd rather sit in 73 personally. Um, the, yeah, uh, it won't be 73. That 73 is going to be like 4 a.m. Yeah, the, exactly. It'll, the morning it'll be before. 80, and the, the cup snakes will be snaking. <laughs> so, get, so get your shirt. Um, so uh, <laughs> Cubs versus uh, Luis Castillo, who is doing four versus 371. Keegan Thompson for the Cubs, 7-2 and a 310. But here's the Cubs versus uh, – Luis Castillo, who they've seen quite a bit. I don't know if Jason Hayward's going to play in this game. He's been hurt, but he does really well against Luis Castillo. He's batting 333. He's got a couple of home runs. Hap does well against him. Contreras kicks Castillo's ass. I'm seven for 15, three doubles and a home run. Uh, a couple of walks to throw in there, too. So the Cubs overall, 893 OPS against him. I don't know. We we do well against I'm, Castillo. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to call it right now. Hayward's going to come in on that bum leg, and he's going to pinch hit for the DH, <laughs> and it's just going to be a walk-off. He's just going to trot around the bases. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, look at that. Kyle Hendricks, he's just slash lines of zeros. Thank God you guys have a DH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Struck out half the times. Um, and then uh, only, only half the time. That's 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 how I'm looking at it. <laughs> and then uh, Keegan Thompson has not faced Cincinnati. It was good against Pittsburgh last time he went out. He's got an extra day of rest. The Reds have barely seen him. Colin Moran did hit home run off of him. And uh, it is Shark Week night. Uh, sh- you can oh my get a special ticket. I saw this fucking thing. Look at this hat. Looks like a bite has been taken out of it by a shark out of the bill, and I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you think of this hat, Billy? Is this the first time you're seeing this? This is the first time I'm seeing it. It looks like one of the off white hats that the, the the guy designed for the Dodgers. If you didn't see that, it has holes in it and it's missing a chunk of its bill. So oh they're selling God. that hat for three hundred and fifty dollars, and the Cubs are just giving it away. So pretty good deal. For three fourths of a hat, this now, is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's weird because it doesn't even look like that much of a bite, and there really is no picture of a shark on the hat. Like, it, you know, there's just like the fin in the. It says Shark Week, and the A has a fin as Danny, the bottom part of the A. So, Danny, I'm really glad that you Cubs. brought this up about that bite mark. No fucking way! That's a that's a shark bite mark. That is like that is like my puppy chewed on it. Yeah. A fucking shark. Totally different bite pattern. Come on, they've got teeth all the way down to their tail. I think I should bring up a picture of a shark bite just for the. For the <laughs> just bring just up the picture of that like thirteen year old girl that lost her arm while uh, surfing. Yeah, everybody would love to like see that. Weeks, then, but then she like surfed again like three weeks ago in some competition. Well, here's here's my question too uh, about the Shark Week hat is is like um, why there's no shark on it? You know, like where, shouldn't there be? Well, there's a also, fin. There's a fin in the A. Yeah, but you have to look really close. That's what I'm saying. But like, shouldn't there be like I don't know? I just would put and, a and shark on this- it. 
shouldn't they have waited until the Nationals come in town for this fucking thing? What they should have done is They're waited. They're the baby in, shark team. Yeah. Well, what they should have done is waited. Good point. But what they should have done is waited until it was actual Shark Week, which is a Discovery <laughs> Channel thing, which is not till the end of July, early August. So they got Shark Week hat going up, going up a month before Shark Week is like in conjunction when they're, you know, Discovery Channel's always like pushing it. Oh, it's Shark Week. Like my job, we write about Shark Week because it's Shark Week. We sing songs about sharks. Like they just, they're doing it all wrong. So yeah. Tim DeHate says, uh, sweet hat if you're six years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, that game, you could still get tickets to, to get that Shark Week hat. Um, and you have to pay about 10 times the amount for your ticket if you want the hat. Do you yeah, think they'll have a Fonzie impersonator do a jump <laughs> out in Lake Michigan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably knowing the Cubs. Game two, it's it's Pride Night, and uh, they're giving away a hat, which it's this hat, but you can't get it. First of what? all, this is an ugly hat. In my opinion, it's got the back mesh part is just completely rainbow. It's I kind of like the the Cubs rainbow logo, and then it's on beige. I can dig that. I just don't get the back of it. How it's like the back of your head is is rainbow, but it's sold out because people do want the hat, and it's actually very popular. So you can't get this hat. It, you can't you can't get it. But <laughs> but the but I guess to even things out with this hat. Um, they're also kind of doing straight pride night because they're giving away this oh ugly T-shirt. <laughs> no, they're not doing straight pride, but they are <laughs> the giving away the friendly a, a shirt that uh, that's to the first ten thousand fans. That I, I think it's pretty like a lame what? shirt. I don't. That's get awful. What, yeah, I don't get what it's for. I, it's um, a it's it's like a pin, like when you're looking at your uh drop your a pin phone. on your map yeah 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 so it just says the middle of the friendly confines i i don't know why they're giving this away i don't know I, what it refers to it's just a random shirt it's I, probably one of those 2020 leftovers again they probably had like a sponsorship set up and now they've just got a bunch of shirts yeah left maybe over. somebody knows does anybody know why they're doing this <laughs> because i would you know what Seriously. tech company went under before they could sponsor it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was probably like a a, a crypto thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was supposed yeah. to be an NFT. Yeah, buy Mapcoin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, they're they're giving away this way a log. The the that's to everybody. The pride hats you can't get anymore. Um. That's and, not very uh, inclusive. And, and when Danny no. says everybody, he means that there's only going to be 10,000 people at that game. No, the weather's nice. I, I expect people to be there. But I did want to bring up that uh, the Cubs had a gay pride float in the parade. I, I went over there, and first of all, who – this is a woman at the gay pride parade with a, <laughs> with, with with a Kosuke Fukudome yeah, jersey on. And I'm like, who goes to the gay pride parade in a Fukudome jersey? I don't know. I mean, fly, a, a genius. Fly a genius your, does. Yeah, fly your freak. <laughs> exactly. Fly your freak flag. And I, I was like, I was like, they, that's, they've got to be a narc. Like, that's got to be a cop, right? <laughs> like, or, oh, it's in Wrigleyville. I'll wear my Cubs jersey. We'll go down or there. It's, 
or it's the horniest person we know. <laughs> I did not stop to ask. I'll tell you that much. Oh, um, yes. Because of the whole fuck you do me thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so I look at now here's the Cubs pride float. You can kind of see they got some like balloons and uh, Cubs logo up there. And uh, some of the Cubs employees are marching around. They got um, the rainbow lays. Uh, I don't know if they handed those out from like, uh, you know, Oriental Trading Company or whatever. But um, so anyway, it, <laughs> it was it was fine. And, I mean, the balloons look kind of crappy. Like it's, you know, it it, yeah, it, it was fine. And then I, I saw my 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 friend, uh, Scotty Shags. He was on the, he's the cameraman, as you can see him sitting there and he's going up the back of the float. As soon as I saw him there, he's like, he points at me and I point back at him and, and I just danced. He had that camera trade out of me and I danced my face up. I was doing high leg kicks. I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was like thrusting my pelvis. Like I went nuts. And so I'm really hopeful that when they show footage of this float that I end up n- on the the footage, like I, so, watch Tuesday night because that's when yeah. when it's gonna the, be Friday the, night. You'll put so, it on the big board. Yeah, they're gonna put me on the big board, just like swinging it. So, and I'm so embarrassed that I was wearing really ugly plaid shorts. I didn't even have a <laughs> a, a thing of Cubs on at this at the Pride Parade. So uh, anyway, that's Scotty Shags. He's pointing at me in the picture. You can see that there. So then I come home. And they're having a party across the way, the third floor across the way. And my friends had all been at the pride parade. And they're like, what's up with the Cubs? Why did their float suck so bad? They had the worst float in the parade. I was like, well, I didn't really notice. They're like, their balloon sucked. Their whole thing sucked. They didn't give out any good swag. Like other people were giving out like fans and gum and candy and combs and sunglasses. And the Cubs were like, here's a sticker. (laughs) <laughs> a freaking sticker. So I'm just saying we did not impress people who weren't Cub fans in the first place. They go to maybe one game a year, my neighbors. So uh, we're well, all. Well, they're 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 saving the budget for the float in 2023 and 2024. <laughs> yeah, I mean for the parade for the World Series parade that we're gonna have. <laughs> yeah. Well, the big the big one. The big thing was that Tom was on that float, and he was like, "You won't be booing next year." so i was where where did your fucking uh i was gonna put up the the cardinals fan with the gun oh yeah i I, I I took it out i took it out you took it out of there i was like i was Uh just about to make the joke that it was better than the cardinals float and then post that thing up there and that would have been wonderful well you want to see what happened with the cardinals i'll bring this up right now because i saw this on twitter Uh, a lot of cardinals fans were actually blaming uh, pride for the Cardinals losing two of three to the Cubs. The, the St. Louis Cardinals tweeted out before today's game. Member of our members of our organization proudly marched in the Pride St. Louis Grand Pride Parade, and Jeff Barry, uh, Jeff Bear, a bunch of numbers commented. No wonder the Cards lost, reveling in sin. So, I, like, I'm I'm sorry. In the most That's predictable true. reaction from Cardinal fans ever, Re- religion is a mental illness. Yeah. I don't well, know what the fuck's going on. These people thinking this is like having any effect on a baseball game. Well, best fans in baseball show prove yeah. it again. Beef. So, 
So then uh, this game, because we're still on game two, technically, it's Hunter Green versus Justin Steele. Oh, are we still talking about baseball? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> Sorry, I got lost oh, in yeah. Shark Week. And then, you know, I was in the middle of the friendly hey, confines. I, there's a lot going on. At, there's a Ponzi lot going on at Wrigley. The fucking ski thing. It's a big know. week at Wrigley. All that stuff is happening. Yeah, and get people to watch these two teams. <laughs> exactly. Because this is a rematch of a 20 to 5 Cubs loss. If you recall oh that game at, uh, in Cincinnati. I, yeah, that was rough. Um, the Cubs, uh, they did do okay off Hunter Green. They they got five. Uh, they got a bunch of home runs. Nico, Willie, and Hap homered off of them. They did, they did get the five runs, and uh, he wasn't great against the Dodgers last time he went out there. He gave up six runs on nine hits. Not good, but that's a nice uh, stat. And then Steele was not good uh, against the Reds. He gave up seven runs on seven hits, and Farmer hit one out. One of his two homers that day in that. 20 to 5 loss and uh he only lasted two innings in that game and um even Andrewson Simmons gave up five runs in that baseball game which nope. <laughs> yeah and Steele wasn't great against Pittsburgh last time so this seems like on pride night with the ugly shirt and i mean it's this is just going to be a mess right oh yeah 100% no doubt in my mind this yeah. i <laughs> i these are going to be high-scoring games, depending on which way the wind blows, quite literally. Uh, with with Hunter Green, it depends on which Hunter Green you're getting. If his slider is flat, that's you're going to get another result where he gives up five runs and five innings pitched, or even worse. Um, so I don't feel great about it, considering it is his first start at Wrigley. I'm a little worried, and uh, I, yeah, I, I don't feel good. Over yeah. under three position players pitching in this series. <laughs> I'll take, oh man, that's a tough line. Cause that's where three. I would put it. Yeah. It's right on the number. Three. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Would you say 2.5? Cause you gotta go. Yeah, we can go 2.5. I'm making the over then. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Cause three would be a push at that point. Exactly. So, uh, and then, um, so yeah, this is going to be a shitty game. So I'm going to predict it's going to be like one, nothing. Two to one. It's going to be the exact opposite of what you think. And yeah. Then, you you, you will know. You will know by Hunter Green's fifth pitch. <laughs> if that slider is flat, you're fucked because he's throwing it 54, 55% of the time. He's deceiving with the slider and then going and getting you late with the fastball because he doesn't have a third pitch yet. His curveball is trash right now, and he doesn't have a changeup. I wish they would have put him up against Swarmer then. Yeah, so, uh, well, I can guarantee that he'll he'll probably have a lot of curve on his pitch that night because there won't be a lot of uh, straight, if you know what I mean, on Pride Night. Come on. Come on now. They won't be pitching straight. Yeah, sorry. Badoom. It's late in the show, people. It's late in the show. <laughs> oh, I, we're almost at hour two. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about that curve at the end of your penis. Uh, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that in hour You're three. Supposed to get that checked out. I didn't know that for that's the longest the, time on, until now. They wait, tell me about it on Twitter every day. I get a fucking ad. It's on my wait, only penis moved to the left. Yeah, are you a duck? <laughs> well, the first time I saw about that, they've got some new. Is I don't know if it's a pill or a procedure. I think if I, I was a duck, I, it'd be fine. 
I, I saw that exactly. <laughs> then they had that little curly cue guy. Yeah, um, that's a, yeah. The, but the uh, but they the first time I saw that they have that drug or is it a drug or an implant or something that they do was at a baseball game. I want to say it was at like a Mets game, and it, it was in there like, is your penis too curved? And you, yeah, and then they have something to straighten it out, and I think it was a pill. It, I I thought it was a popsicle stick and some tape. <laughs> just like fucking, it's like a split, a dick split, a dick split. Yeah. Talk about. Didn't they give them me. one of those away earlier in the season? The, the April. Oh, that was the Dick Koozie they gave away. Oh, the, the Dodgers actually gave away a Dick Koozie just this last week. Oh. So nothing says Major League Baseball knows its demo is getting older than the advertisers because it's all fucking dick pills and hair loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I'm watching MLB.tv, it's like, is your dick sad? Are you 63? <laughs> Are you bald? <laughs> and it's like, fuck. It's just a one baseball, drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you need a toupee for your bent penis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you Sean Connery after Diamonds Are Forever? Your team needs a toupee. <laughs> so uh, this is another giveaway. And uh, the, the, this, is, I, I guess it's it's a dick cooler because they're, they're, they're giving away a giant. This is for the more. This is the Magnum sized. Uh, it says I, cub, I cubbies, which is a bit diminutive. But this is shouldn't it, it shouldn't it say chubbies if it's a dick cooler? It, it really should. I'm going to make mine say that if I get there on time. But this is, I mean, I guess you stack cans up and down. You could do mm -hmm. four cans on this one, just sling it's, it over your shoulder. It's a cup stacking starter kit yeah. thing. Like you, you, you just start the cups in that thing so that you can get them going. Yeah, it's First, great. It's great for your golf bag. Because then you can just put it in like where, you know, like you could have one of your wedges that you inevitably over hit. And there you go. Bang. You've got yeah. six. You know what, though? I want this really bad. So if anybody gets one, I will buy it for five dollars. <laughs> Ooh, baby, big spender. Hey, it's five dollars more than it costs, right? I will try to get you one uh, just because I'm nice. And, and it'll and, be even better if you do make it say Chubbies. Yeah. Well, or I could just send you a Chubby inside. Well, there might be a surprise in there for you. But a surprise. We, we a big, you know, if you go to the Sunranto shopping page, you can get some uh, you know, sex you, toys. Sex toys. Yeah. You can fill that thing with toys. your sex toys and just carry it around wherever you went. Dude, you can't put your dick in there. It's going to curve out and break the bag. <laughs> this is, this is actually new. what they spell to fix the dick curve. Yeah, this is the new thing. <laughs> that is, that's that got rigid sides to it. It's, it's ribbed. Yeah, ribbed. <laughs> so this game is going to be Graham Ashcraft. And, Guys, uh, a beast. Yeah, he's, he's brand new. Uh, he's four and one with a three twenty seven. Kyle Hendricks, who was awesome against the Cardinals last time, he was Doctor Hendo was, but he is three and six with a four ninety. He just flirting with that five the whole time. Graham was incredible against the Giants. Eight innings pitched, two runs on five hits, um, and uh, that was against the Giants. The Cubs have never seen him, so that's bad for us. Kyle 
Uh, when he went out there for, against the Reds last time, it wasn't good. Four runs on five hits, only lasted 41 innings pitched against uh, – I mean, four 41 innings. Four innings pitched <laughs> against the Reds, and he was uh, brilliant last time against the Cardinals. His ERA, a full run higher in his career against the Reds than it is against the Cardinals. So we, he doesn't do that great against them. So. Yeah, uh, Ashcraft, he's a guy who pitches 97, 98, 99, 100 and doesn't go for strikeouts. He pitches for contact, which is so refreshing. Wait, what? To see, yes. He throws so he's 99 a, to 100 and, and is looking for contact? Correct. Wow, interesting. Yeah, because he also has – he's got his, his two-seamer that can go 97, 98. Then he throws a 93-mile-an-hour cutter on the inside. And that's where he gets you to chase and ground out, which is freaking awesome. Guy is a beast. He's going to be around for a while. So have fun. Well, it is cooler night. And I'll love I'll, I'll <laughs> my dick in a big cooler. So at least something will be going well. <laughs> so, no. I'll never forget my first time I saw Graham yeah. Ashcraft. You could guarantee that. <laughs> Well, I will be at this game. Actually, I will. I am going to this one, so I'm excited oh, nice. to see to see him. Maybe I'll I'll get some uh, seats down, like you know, to, so I can see the pitchers and then move out to the bleachers later. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I I don't like our chances. David Elliott writes in. Danny is doing everything possible to talk about baseball and get to the end of the show. I really don't care about talking about the baseball, but I would like to get to the end of the show. Like, <laughs> It's, it's some way Billy and I just keep derailing this shit. Good. Sorry, <laughs> it's my thing. So, uh, so I don't know. This is going to be a, a shit show. Two somewhat evenly matched bad teams, both coming off of decent series. Is um, I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I like our chances in uh, the the first game, and that's pretty much it. So I think the Reds take two out of three but we'll take all three of the games in the first six innings and then our bullpen happens and boy, howdy, that's when it all goes to shit because our starting pitching leads in all of, all of baseball in all of the categories, or at least at top five in all, all statistical categories for starting pitching, even with Mike Miner being trash and Vladdy Gutierrez starting out the season being trash and moved to the pen. And then San Martin being trash and being moved to the pen. It's like, the guy, the top dogs are carrying. Graham Ashcraft is carrying. Connor Overton, who's hurt, was carrying for a while. So that's that's our strength. That's where we'll get you. And then it's all up to whatever's going to happen once we yank those dudes. It sounds familiar. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing's going to be a shit show from both teams. <laughs> you know what? What uh, they've been calling it in the on the Sun Ranto Ranchers page. John Vasky uses it a lot. The, when the bullpen comes in, here comes the fucking. Fucking. I think that's pretty hysterical. The series is the have-nots versus the have-nots. Yeah, and the and the Cubs they they frankly have not played very good at home. So it's I don't. When, I'm looking it up right now. Like what? Yeah, at home we're 13 and 25. That's a 3.42 winning percentage. And on the road they're 15 and 20 with a 4.29, like almost. 80 points higher. So, and we've won our last two 90. road series. So, I, you know, we're, we've got some hot bats coming in. Uh, feel good about it. Yeah. I blame, I blame cup snakes. I really do. It's like <laughs> yeah, the, the more that we snake, the, the more we suck. 
you know, and uh, but I that shouldn't discourage you from buying the new in the clutch cup snake <laughs> shirt, stack or die. Even though I'm against cup snakes, but this shirt is awesome. It, Maybe you should put stack and die. And there's it comes in two styles. I should mention too. There's a white t-shirt version of it and the baseball three quarter sleeves. I'm gonna go for three quarter sleeves. I don't have a lot of shirts of this style, so the uh, the guy who designed it, Kyle Mitchell. He just popped in and he said, uh, Moises Alou pees on people. So there you go. <laughs> hey, I, listen, I, I think that there's a shirt in there somewhere that you that I, I could I could sell that shirt, Billy. I, I, I guarantee it. I could at least sell you. I could sell two of those shirts <laughs> easily. Well, Kyle just said that snake is bent. <laughs> put, it, put it in the cooler. Put it in the dick straightener. Vice. Uh, yeah, put it in the vice. Um, Bleacher Bum Band is playing this weekend, and uh, we're playing the Red Sox. We, we got the we played the Red. We're, we're playing the Redbirds, the Reds, and then the Red Sox. A lot of Reds, and then uh, but on Saturday pregame, we're going to be playing at Output Wrigleyville, which is just north of Wrigley Field on Clark thirty seven twenty North Clark. The show is free, four p.m. We're going to rock out. Um, and it's just going to be a good time. And come come through, and you don't have to get tickets to the game. I'm going to hang out there, watch it, eat some wings, drink some beers, have a good time. And so come on out on July 2nd, and I don't want to talk about all-star voting, but you should send your votes to Michael Cotton. Yeah, to be in the contest. If you're one of the 112 Patreon supporters, you are of you can jump in there and give me your votes and whoever gets the most correct picks will win the David Ross bobblehead and book. Um, Which was I subscribed also, to me. <laughs> I also wanted to say uh, today I finally dropped uh, a new baseball rabbit hole. It took me forever oh, to cool. fucking record and write the whole goddamn thing. It drove me insane. Uh, but the big thing is it's got the new theme song by Danny Rocket in it. So even if you don't want to listen to me talk for an hour, because good God, it drove me insane. In the first like 30 seconds, you can hear the new song from Danny Rocket. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I love your show. It's it it's fun. Like I, I hope you get like picked up by some network, <laughs> like some baseball, like it, it's all going to consolidate eventually. And like, you know, some like baseball history network should, we'll all should work for Disney someday. Exactly. <laughs> for nothing. Uh, for princess points. Um, so I'm uh, dropping the link in the chat of that podcast. It's just the uh, Apple podcast version of it, but it's, I'm sure it's on what all the Spotify. It's on, stuff, it's yeah. on whatever I put it on anchor and they just, they just they put it out, it out, out the into world, the world. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah didn't didn't used to be like that back in my day. It really didn't like <laughs> it, there you could like barely find the podcast. I know you had to like you had to like email somebody or or uh, snail mail somebody a link, and then they had to type that shit in specifically into their computer. Yeah, back in my day. <laughs> so uh, and uh, I guess we're at hashtag chance to win the Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me, and. Uh, I guess I, I have a TFC. Do you have any, a, a, this flexing cube on this show, I, Billy, we, we share some uh, interesting takes on the, from the internet. Sure. I unfortunately don't because I was, I got too into that whole DH thing. Well, I got the one. 
Here we go. The DH, the DH was my muscle flex. Steven Sousa, he uh, tweeted Whoa. out this is after uh, Roe v. Wade had been overturned on uh, June 26th. This was just yesterday, actually, uh, on Sunday. He said, it's an interesting ideology to stand before your son and daughter and say to them, I should have had the choice to kill you when you were in my stomach. So Stephen Sousa doesn't know a lot. I mean, there's so much about this. <laughs> I, know, I was just going to say, this is the problem. They yeah. don't – no sex ed gets you here. Yeah, yeah. Sh- Babies sh- don't start in or, your stomach, or, people. Or English, or English class, I might add. Should have have is really not how you – you put that phrase should have have the choice to kill you when you were in my stomach. I, I guess he's never heard of a womb or things like that, but I, I did. He, enjoy- he also doesn't know what kind of conversations people have with their children. Yeah. Yeah. This would this would be, an <laughs> yeah. this would be an example of an, of, yeah, of an inappropriate conversation with a child. <laughs> <laughs> I could have I mean, killed you for your belly. Do you know how many times I've said this statement to my dog? <laughs> <laughs> I could kill you before you win my stomach. stomach. No, no, no. It's just so weird. But I did like um, the, the, um, <laughs> the some, somebody named SL Clunk. He shared uh, with uh, Steven Sousa, ex Cub Steven Sousa, uh, news of his own DFA uh, from the, by the Seattle Mariners on May 22nd, 2022, just a few weeks ago. And, uh, SLC SLC Lunk said, "Seems like the M's elected to abort." <laughs> That's a great flex. That's beautiful. Right yeah. It's beautiful. They, yeah, M's went with Plan B. <laughs> <Was> it, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> was it Steven Sousa? Well, it uh, looks like it took them one to three weeks to get the pills shipped to their house. <laughs> <laughs> well. The, uh, you know, the Steven Susan, yeah, everybody should look this up afterwards. He was a cub and we got him as damaged goods. And I forget, I think it was the, Di- the Diamondbacks that he had been on before. And, uh, he got hurt in the weirdest freak injury. Just put, you got to look at Steven Sousa slips on plate. Cause he literally, oh, he yeah, he blew his down. knee, he blew his knee out, slipping on the plate. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, apparently. Well, yeah. did you, I mean, that's not as crazy as what happened to Mitch Hanniger in 2019, where he missed a fly ball and it hit him right in the nuts and he had a ruptured testicle. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look at that one. <laughs> Mitch Hanniger. Hanniger, yeah. Uh, uh, here's my perplexing thing. How is Tatis fifth in all-star voting and he hasn't even taken an AB this year? Because Popularity it's the all star game. Like, this is a fucking problem with it. It's yeah. ridiculous. We need rigged machines to get the right team out there. See, m- my plan is they just need to get rid of the fucking midseason all star game altogether. At the end of the year, the best players at each position are the starting team, and you play it. That's your opening game. The all star game. For 2022 would be played the day before 2023 as like the big like this is our thing we're gonna have the home run contest the the spring training is gonna build up to this home run yeah. contest big fucking party everybody get into it and then you go from there 
instead of this fucking crazy, like Brian LaHare had two good months and now he's an all-star. Like we don't need that kind of shit. Or Fernando Tatis hasn't played at all. And yet he's an all-star like none of that. Not to mention the fact that take a real break in the middle of the year. It's a long season. If you could get to that all-star break and really have it be a week-long break where they all go and they sit in the pool and they visit their families and stuff. Really, because what you're doing is you're taking the best players on in the major leagues and making them work even harder for a whole week. And some of these teams really need them because some of the like the 2016 Cubs had like nine players on the team because they had a really good team mm-hmm. for about. And, you know, Four years, the Cubs were really good, and this show advocated not to vote for our players. Like, yeah, let them take a break. A rest. Like, yeah. Well, so, luckily, between the between our two teams, we'll have two people there and a trainer. So, yeah, <laughs> I, that's what we got. <laughs> all, all I want, I just want an all star game filled with exit velocity. That's all I want. It doesn't would, matter what your numbers are, just exit velocity, exit velocity, that's it. That's all I want to know about. And yeah, then, what was it off the bat? And then at the after the All-Star game, we get to be on national television to promote the sport for the Field of Dreams game. Boy, 19 <laughs> people are going to watch that. <laughs> oh, my God. It is going to be so bad. It, the Reds and the Cubs, two of the worst teams in the league, you know, following this up. This is the sophomore slump nobody wanted. Yeah. Can't can't wait. Yeah. The corn will be more interesting. <laughs> yeah, let's bring out a torch and I was be like, is it gonna pop? Yeah. There'll be a little league game on the actual field of dreams and people will just walk over there. Yeah, how do I get that stream? <laughs> well, if you build it, they will come. Uh, so uh I'm gonna share my screen now and we're gonna do our uh weekly picking of the chance for a chance. So this is your last chance to get into the drawing. Um, I'm about, okay, five, four, three, two, one, and I'm drawing. (laughs) Anthony Hotfliss, congratulations. You are the winner. I think that might be a first-timer right there. I think it is. Congratulations. That's surprising in this game. Congratulations, <laughs> Anthony. You know, I think that maybe all uh, – we should just do the just contest every day all off-season just to keep our minds off stuff. We'll just, <laughs> I just give away things like, you know, like, uh, there's a purple guitar pick. I'll send it to you in the mail. Here's the missing chunk from the Shark Week hat. <laughs> if you win, I'll leave heavy breathing on your voicemail. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> oh. <laughs> so uh, Kyle uh, writes in and says, Ray Liotta died just so he didn't have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. Oh, that is excellent. That's there. <laughs> there's I a complicated t- T-shirt right there. I died because I didn't take Chantix in time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He was the uh, the leader of that for a while. The the, the Chantix, the quit smoking thing, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ray Liotta. And I take Chantix because I don't <laughs> take chances. I'm like, oh. <laughs> is your face all plastic? You have doesn't move. <laughs> well, it's like has the it's got craters in it, right? He didn't have like 
kind of had. Great. had. Yeah, and then he did. Yeah, then he. <laughs> but, but that's when he looked cool. Yeah, and then they just like they just stay puff marshmallowed him and yeah. widen his face. Yeah, then he mm. looked like a chipmunk. And <laughs> oh man, why do they do it? Well, uh, we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to cover. What a way, what a way to end the show. We'll cover this for the wrap-up of the series. We'll just talk about Ray Liotta's plastic surgery and how great Goodfellas was. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the, ra- of the wrap-up, I don't know how we're going to get it done. Uh, I think that we're going to be back. Maybe we're going we're gonna to do like a post-game Wednesday night Twitter spaces. That could be a lot of fun. That's been uh, a great way to connect with everybody, so maybe we'll do that. We'll definitely see you next Sunday, that's for sure, when uh, we'll talk about the week that was. And uh, in the meantime, uh, Spagog, and uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Spagog! Spagog! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There is no fighting in the bleachers! What?
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.